Sam, thank you for doing announcements. I appreciate it. You're helping me work my recovery moment by moment. That's what I love about it. So it's really, really good. So hey, um, my name is Scott. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I'm in recovery from sex addiction, compulsive overeating. Hey, glad you guys can be here tonight. Tonight we're talking about sanity. Of course we are. Screens are going wrong. We've got weird things happening. The font's all weird. What is going on? My life seems insane. But tonight, it's okay, because we're going to learn how to hopefully gain sanity in our life, and that's what we're talking about. Because some of us maybe feel like the video we're going to watch. Go ahead and watch this video. Audio. Of course. Come kick the ball. You're just going to remove the ball. Why would I come kick it? I won't do it this time, Charlie Brown. Surely I won't. Man, I feel like Mr. Science Theater. I don't know what's happening right now. This is so awesome. But we all know what happens. Let's skip it. Let's skip it. Skip it. Skip it. We all know what's going to happen. All right, let it play. Oh, my goodness. Let it play. Oh, too late. Too late. You're done. What is happening? Hey, but we all know what's going to happen. Lucy puts the football down and she lies to him and says, surely I won't remove the football. And then Charlie Brown goes, like me, okay, and then runs. She moves the football. He falls on the back and she starts laughing. That sounds like my addiction every single time. Surely... You can drink the alcohol. Surely you can put the needle in your arm. Surely you can snort this up your nose. Surely you can look at this website. Surely you can have sex with somebody other than your spouse. Don't call you Shirley, Shirley, right? Everyone's seen Airplane, I know. (laughs) Killing me, man. We're ADDing it today, just letting you guys know that. But anyhow, um, we've been lied to time and time again by our addiction. And every time we go, we hit rock bottom. Every time we go and use, it's the same result. I put the definition up, of, up there about insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result every single time. Don't we get tired of that hangover? Don't we get tired of those feelings, those emotions of letting somebody else control us, letting a substance control us? Don't we get exhausted returning back to that same thing, going, this will be the solution to my problem this time? But it doesn't. It does not solve that problem. (coughs) Pardon me. More water for me today. But the other one is this, is sanity. The wholeness of, of mind, making decisions based upon what? Truth. And what is truth? Scripture. <clears throat> Jesus says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I was going to show you another video, but obviously the audio ain't working, so you guys are going to miss the other video. Man, I was dialed in with my media today. But I remember the movie Matrix. And then they just came out with the new Matrix. So, of course, I had to watch that because I've seen all them all, right? And it's bomb diggity. Um, and so, 
I only has audio. See, no audio, we didn't hear the lightning. So that's okay. But it's the scene where he gets pulled out and he's sitting in this chair and he's having this conversation with Morpheus, Neo is. And he says, you can continue to live your lie and return to the same old insanity, mundane life, and you can take this pill. Or you can take this other pill and this will bring you to reality. And I'll let you truly see what happens and you can see how far down the rabbit hole you, you can go. And he takes the pill, he makes the choice to say, I want reality. And for some of us in this room, we're not done yet. For some of us in the room, we're not done. We're, we're waiting for the moment, we're biding the time until we go use again. We still want to stay in the same insanity and stay in the lie. And we don't want that truth. But there's others of us that have taken that pill of truth and we said, hey, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I have a problem. I want help for my problem. And guess what? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get that help and to get that sanity. And some of us are doing that. And so tonight we're going to go through the acronym SANITY. And the S stands for strength. That we get strength. And where do we find our strength? So we've been told by the world and the lies around us that we find our strength from within. That we are our own strength. We don't need anybody else. You are your own strength. You see commercials about it. Weightlifting commercials. If you couldn't be successful at something, you must not be strong enough. Must not be good enough. You have to find the strength but here's what scripture says in Psalm 46, verse one. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That God is our strength. If we rely upon us, what's gonna happen? Well, that's what brought us in these rooms, isn't it? That's what brought me in these rooms. Well, when we face fears, when we go, Scott, I'm too scared, we have to face those fears. Scott, there's this huge fear happening. Oh, here's my music stand. That's why I brought that out. I'm gonna move this back because it's annoying me. Um, and it will annoy me the whole time and distract me while I'm teaching, so I'm moving it. Um, ADD, yes, yes. We gotta face our fears. And there's three basic responses to that. Flight, fright, or Freeze. Flight, fight, or freeze. Not fright. We get fright. That's why. Fight, flee, or freeze. I got it all mixed up. <laughs> We're just doing it all over again. But here's the deal. I'm a fighter. If I get scared, something comes up in my face, guess what? I'm going to throw. Let's go. Now, reality is I've only been in one fight in my life. So that's not a totally true statement. But the reality is, is I don't like backing down. I hate it. Or I'm going to flee. I'm gonna run as far as away as I possibly can. Hence, when I graduated high school, I, moved, I went to a college 3,000 miles away from home. Hence, when I got my first real job, I took a job in Alaska where I was furthest away from what I thought was all my problems. But wherever you go, there you are. There you are. <laughs> Darn it, I followed myself. Um, or you freeze, and some of us in the room are like that. We don't know what to do when there's confrontation. We don't know what to do when we're fearful and we just Maybe if I sit still long enough, they'll just keep going, right? Maybe we're in Jurassic Park 
and if we sit still, the dinosaur won't realize that I'm here. And then we realize, guess what? They can still see me and they can still bite my head off. And that happens. Mm. What things have I repeatedly done that moved me towards my own destruction? I gotta ask myself that question. Well, I try to do my willpower. I try to white knuckle it. I try to say, I'm not gonna do it, 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 and then I do it. Here's the deal, I'm gonna do an experiment. Don't think of a white elephant. Everybody's got a white elephant in their brain right now, except Tony, he's probably the one guy in here that's like, ah, I'm good. But it's pink, that's right. We white knuckle it. I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it, and then I eventually cave. Nobody in here has done that with me. Or we believe this lie, I can do it on my own. I got this. I don't need your help. I don't need a recovery meeting. I don't need open share group. I don't need a sponsor. I don't need an accountability group. I got this. And then see him drunk next week, showing up to recovery meetings. For those of you that... uh, Maybe you've done diets. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I hate diets. But we just, we just, we're just going to do a diet. We're going to wean ourselves off this. We're just going to wean ourselves off. I mean, I'm not going to eat the whole bag of Cheez-Its. I'm only going to eat three-fourths of it. Or half of it. Or I'm going to count out what a serving is, and then I realize... I've been eating 12 servings of something. (laughs) And those 10 crackers that I ate are nowhere near as filling as the whole box, right? We're just gonna wean ourselves off. I mean, I'm not gonna do the whole pint of Jack Daniels. I'm, I'm just gonna do just a little bit of it. But then we have that first drink and we can't control ourselves, can we? Going to recovery meetings, but not actually doing recovery. Showing up into a meeting and sitting here, but yet we're not actually doing the work. I mean, we know the lingo. We know what to say. We know how to look. We know we put the mints on our breath so no one can tell. But we're not actually doing recovery. It's a tough one. Don't worry, I played that game. I've played that game. How has my life been out of balance? We've got to ask ourselves. Maybe you should ask yourself that. How has your life been out of balance? With the guys I sponsor and some of the guys that have taken my sex addiction class, we go through a PCI, personal craziness index. And there's seven categories that you look at in your life that you realize my life is insane. I did a PCI check the other day and I realized my life was way out of whack. When my car gets really dirty on the inside, I know that my life is not balanced. For some of us, that's just how we live. But for me, it drives me insane. Right? When I don't go for my walks normally, I know that my life is insane. That means I'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm not getting the rest that I need. 
2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will not boast all the more, uh, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So many times we got somebody that comes at us and we get all bowed out of shape. But yeah, God here tells us that we got to call it good. We got to boast in our weakness. I never would have thought I'd be standing on a stage saying, hey, I'm a sex addict. Who says that? You do. I, thank you. I do, yes. But I remember the first time I said it in the fireside room up when I was doing announcements and I literally saw the congregation go. They all went, whoa, we're not supposed to say that in church. I never thought the four guys that started the sex addiction group, what that would do. And now there's 20 to 30 guys that are showing up. He's letting the weakness that I've had become his strength. The guys I can talk to now and have real relationship and ministry with is because of my weakness. It's not because I'm funny or I'm cool or I got a great beard. It's all because of my weaknesses. The A, insanity is acceptance. Whoo! I was working that really hard up here on, in the front row. And I was going, I have to accept, like, what you guys don't know about me, I seem pretty chill sometimes, but like when screens aren't working, everything inside me is going, what is going on? The font was weird, it was all squished down, and I'm freaking out. But I had to come to a place where I'm like, I'm literally going to get up there and preach about acceptance. I may have to accept that this is how it's supposed to be for tonight. That's really hard. That's really, really difficult to accept things. Romans chapter 15, verse seven says this, therefore receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Let me ask you a question. Who are you not accepting? Some of us aren't accepting ourselves. And some of us is somebody else in our life. We gotta accept others. I mean, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Wow. That is a huge part of our serenity prayer. That we would understand what we can change and what we can't. And acceptance has to be a part of our recovery. We have to accept things. We play the what if game. I just wish he would have told me. I just wish he wouldn't go do this. I just wish he wouldn't do that. We want this perfect world, but here's the thing in the serenity prayer says this, not as I would have it to be. AA, it says this in the big book, and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. 
When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, or thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Oh, I hate that. I want to control things. I want it to go the way I want it to go. Don't you know that? But it's acceptance. That's really, really difficult. I've been going through a really, really tough time in my life. And I'm super glad I got to preach on this tonight because my biggest problem right now is acceptance. Accepting a situation as it is. Because it has it all. It has people and persons and places and things all in it. And I have to come to acceptance of it. And it's really, really difficult. We have to accept ourselves. We have to take responsibility for our actions. Responsibility and start to look at our options And when we look at all the options, we've got to negotiate to what's the best option. That is the definition of having a healthy relationship with other people, is by taking responsibility for our actions, looking at our options, and negotiating. But instead, we like to play the blame game and the entitlement game. I mean, reality is, there's been lawsuits against McDonald's because the fries made people fat. Really? We didn't know that? I know that. And I don't know, I don't know. But there's lawsuits that are out there and I don't get it. But that's somebody placing the blame on somebody else. And we do that, we say those stupid things. I've said it to my wife, well, if you would have done this and I wouldn't have done that. I gotta take responsibility for my actions. By the way, guys, if you're thinking about that argument, don't. It never works. The end insanity is this, is having a new life. Psalm 69, verse one through three. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep water and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. I have been there. I remember I was in Alaska as a pastor. Yes, as a pastor, deep in my addiction. And my wife was here visiting her parents. I remember sitting on the edge of my bed, crying out, asking God to deliver me and to save me and to take the hurt and pain that I was feeling away from me. I wrote an amazing song, sent it to Chad Pippen, and then he lost it and I lost mine. And I was like, that would have been an amazing song. But all I know is it was a song that was meant for me at that moment. That God would start some healing in my life. Very much like the movie Lord of the Rings. You remember Lord of the Rings in the second movie? And they're walking through that marshy area. And they're like, don't look down. And the dead bodies are bringing them down under the water. Yeah, creepy and weird. (laughs) Creepy and weird. But sometimes I feel like that in my addiction, didn't you? You just feel like the waters have come up to your neck and you're sinking and there's no foothold. There's nothing to grab onto. There's no life vest. There's no life preserver. There's nothing. And we cry out to God and all we want him to do is hear us. 
I was praying with our staff earlier today and I had our table of cards or our cards at the tables that we pray over and I gave one of them to the senior pastor before I gave it to him. I read the card and it said, please help me. That's all it said. How many of us have cried out for that help? But when we have a new life, there is a God that can help us. But we have to hit rock bottom. Some of us are low bottomatics, some of us are high bottomatics. What are you? Are you done yet? Do you have to go deeper and deeper into your addiction, or are you ready to be done, to come out of that pit, out of that muck, out of that mire? Psalm 40, verse 1 says this I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my step secure. This morning I said goodbye to one of my great friends, Tony Ippolito. He's moving away and uh, he's had a huge impact, impact on so many people's lives. And I don't know how many people that I've talked to that say, and I'm not even Tony, but they say, man, you know Tony? He saved my life. I don't know where I'd be without that guy. And I know Tony enough to know that it wasn't just Tony, it was Jesus working through Tony to reach in and care for people where they're at, hurting in the gutters, and pull them out and say, let me help you. Let me love you. Let me care for you. And when we do that, we get to become a new person. And the hope is this, is that we find freedom from our bondage. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We start to get some sanity in our life. I can't take too much time to park here, but I'm gonna move on to the I, which is integrity. We gain integrity when we follow through with our promises. I love the addicts that come in and they've been sober for three days. And they're like, I don't know why my wife doesn't trust me. You don't, do you? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean it this time. Well, how many times have you told her that you meant it? How many times have you said you'd stop? We don't just get that integrity and that trust right away. It takes time of us being, fulfilling our promises. When we say we're going to do something, that we do it. And as addicts, it doesn't mean, hey, I'm, just, I'm not going to look at porn, therefore I'm not looking at porn, and that's what the truth is. It's no. It's when we don't put the toothpaste cap back on the toothpaste and we say we're going to, that means to them sometimes that we're look, looking at porn. What? I know. It's crazy. Because we broke a promise that we said we were going to do, so if we're not going to hold to that promise, why would we hold to the other promise? Oh, we got to understand that. And we got to live an honest life. There's no half truths. There's no half measures. If you're an addict, you're a drug addict, and you're still putting chemicals in your body to change your mindset, you're still an addict. I don't care if you were once doing meth and now you're doing marijuana. It's still the same thing. You're changing your mindset by putting chemicals into your mind. Well, meth isn't a problem anymore, but I still can't get off that beer. Oh, you're still putting chemicals into your body. 
It'd be like me as a food addict saying, well, I'm not compulsively eating that pizza anymore, but man, I am struggling with, uh, I, I got Cheez-Its now. It's still the same thing. Still the same thing. No half truths, no half measures. Well, I'm just looking at stuff. Now I'm actually not doing anything with it. Really? Okay. Good luck with that one. It's the result of us showing our weaknesses. Truth hurts, but lies leave scars. This baffled me when I was reading a book called Out of the Doghouse for Christian Men. And I was laughing at this part of the book. I was like, this has got to be a joke. My wife would rather me tell her I've been looking at porn than lie to her about me looking at porn and her not knowing. She's like, oh yeah. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they just want to know the truth. Even though the truth is going to hurt, they still want to know. Even though we relapse, even though we still use, our wives still want to know, our spouses still want to know. I got a sponsor going through a really tough time right now. And when he calls me or he texts me after he relapses, I'm so grateful that he does because I know where he's at and I know I can reach out to him hopefully and hopefully meet with him and provide some hope and healing. So basically, we get integrity by how? Telling the truth. Pretty simple. When we tell the truth and we gain integrity, we get trust. Trust is the, the T in insanity. We get, gain healthy relationships with others. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25 says this. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. You wouldn't be fearful of man, but you'd be fearful that you would be, you'd trust in God. And here's the one that nobody ever gets. Let go and let God. What in the world does that mean? I gotta let go and let God? How? Yeah, it goes all the way back to acceptance. All the way back to acceptance. The reality is that we can't control people, places, things around us, and we have to trust God that he's gonna do what he needs to do. We gotta start to have healthy relationships with ourselves. We have to start to build real friendships because the friends we had out there that were encouraging us to do the wrong way of living, we gotta find new ones. And how do we find new ones? By going to group, by listening to the experience, strength, and hope of other people sitting around the circle with us, by going to dessert time, rock solid cafe, so that we can have pie and cake. No, so we can fellowship with our brothers and sisters. That's why we come early at 5.30 to hang out and talk and eat a meal with other people, that we can start to build real friends and I got to fly, but the last one is why, which is an insanity, which is your higher power, Jesus Christ. And this is where it comes down to, because if I can't restore myself to sanity, then who can? Who can? And I say it's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can restore me to sanity. You are loved just the way you are. And that's how God loves you. Messed up, broken. Jesus loves you. You know how I know that? Because Romans chapter five, verse eight says this, but God demonstrates his own love toward us that in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
You haven't written your fourth step yet, but guess what? God already knows it. He knows all those things that you've done in your life. The ones that you said that you'd never tell anybody